0: back for Lawn Care Radio Network. Uh, I'm Brian Horn with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. Today I have on the phone with me Trevor Smith. Uh, he is the owner of Land Escapes in Arlington, Massachusetts and he is also the president of the Ecological Landscaping Association. Uh, Trevor, how's it going today?
1: Excellent, Brian.
0: Thanks for joining me. Um, you're going to be part of a panel discussion uh, on January 7th. It's sp- sponsored by the ELA and the New England Wildflower Society and it's all on irrigation tips for landscape designers And that's the reason you know i we gave you a call today so Trevor can you speak a little bit from the design perspective um... what are some basic principles landscape designers should know about irrigation systems
1: well uh, landscape designers uh, should be familiar if you do not install uh, irrigation systems as a landscape designer you should be familiar with the basics of irrigation you should also be familiar with many of the uh, the new technologies. Uh, rain sensors um, and some of the low flow rotary heads, some of the emerging technologies that are making irrigation um, more efficient and more water wise um, and ultimately more environmentally responsible. So uh, you owe it to yourself as a designer to keep up on um, many of these new emerging technologies because uh, as the, as the world becomes more responsible and goes eco these things are fast and furious and a lot of things are coming out um, year to year so it is no longer a stagnant market um, the biggest thing for a designer as a designer that I'm looking for is somebody who's moving forward in the irrigation market a, uh, an irrigation professional who's moving forward in the irrigation market and not staying with the tried and true and old school ways somebody who's trying to, to revamp and stay current.
0: How do you keep up with sort of the current trends? You said things are changing fast. How do you, as a landscape designer who might not be heavily involved in the irrigation world, how do you keep tabs on it? Um,
1: well, the, the simplest way um, is going to seminars, and then you can also, uh, with you know, with the internet and everything through LinkedIn, you're definitely you can keep up on you know some of this emerging stuff. But this, the the most basic way um, that I find out a lot of this stuff. It's just going to the trade shows in the winter. That's our off time. You know, that's when I go and I sit down and I'll, I'll look at the new, the new literature, the new brochures, and I'll grab one of the guys, um, you know, at a rain bird or at a you know at an irrigation um, booth, and really just pick their brain on the stuff that, that that fully interests me. You know, I don't do you know golf course installation. I do commercial and residential, so I need to know how to mostly take care of perennial beds, trees, shrubs. And small patches of lawn, um, and turf, and then for the you know at the commercial end of it, there are sections of turf. But a lot of what I do is more plant management and less turf management. So I just really start picking these guys' brains on you know how this stuff can be applied, how it can be retrofit into existing systems um, where I work or where I'm designing, um, and that's I mean that's really the easiest way to go because that's what that's what these guys are there for. I mean. Uh, the other way, like I said, you can you know read up all this stuff. If you're not a face-to-face person, you can read up on it. Um, and then you can also just take courses in it.
0: Now, I know you sub out a lot of your uh, irrigation work, or all of your irrigation work. Um, what questions should a landscape designer ask to land the right irrigation specialist? I know different parts of the country are going to be different. But do you have one or two questions you always ask?
1: Um, I. Really, in a in a roundabout way, I, I I work with a couple different companies depending on what state I'm in um, because I work you know up and down the East Coast. Um, but I, and I have found a few companies you know with the similar mentality as I do. I am I am a huge believer in um, you know minimal irrigation and extremely responsible irrigation. So I, I ask uh, new new people you know, if they're familiar with some of the new technologies, if they're willing to install a temporary irrigation system, um, what, uh, what systems do they currently use, and if it's systems that I'm familiar with or that I would like to learn more about, you know, that's great. Uh, some of the, like these low flow drip uh, systems, et cetera. So you know, just in asking them, <laughs> I try to just see if we're on the same page. You know, as I mentioned before, and being the president of the ELA, I'm extremely eco-minded. So I'm not a big fan of just big rotary heads spraying all over the bed, spraying all over the lawn, driveways, and walkways. You know, I really right. want to find somebody who can pinpoint down to areas, you know, uh, where, where I want the water and how much water I want. Um, so through these questions and through finding out similar projects, I mean, when I, when I was in New York, I actually had to go visit a couple of the projects um... that this irrigation uh, technician had done to see if we were kind of on the same page you know I was um, in Boston so I was out of my element but down there you know I, I met with this company and they showed me some of their stuff and you know we were dead on and when I started talking to them they really liked what I was saying and I liked what they were saying so we were obviously on the same page if you go somewhere and somebody's yesing you to death or saying this is what they do or kind of they, what they know best and not, not listening to what you want that's a surefire turnoff right there. That you might not be on the same page with each other.
0: So they were more than willing to let you come down and look at their project, and not just do a phone interview or, or look at the plans. You were able to go physically and see what they were doing.
1: I was able to yeah physically go and just see how how they managed um, managed certain sites. Um, we were also talking about irrigating living walls at the time, so I saw some of their some of their other work and told them kind of what I was looking for and they were really into it like they got excited about the project and it wasn't just kind of a a cookie cutter kinda get in get out type stuff.
0: What do you do when uh, you sound like you have a good relationship with these companies but what do you do when there is a problem or you want it one way they want it one way? Um, Is there a common problem and how do you solve that?
1: Um, Common problem usually uh, you know what will happen and where you know where I either overstep or ask too much is, is really trying to break down zones. Uh, you know, in in plantings, I try to you know I, I come up with a planting plan and I'll talk to an irrigation specialist and find out if we can keep uh, you know each of these zones irrigated how I want. And then sometimes I have to you know um, change over the planting plan because certain plants, of course, want to be you know. Uh, want more water than others, certain plants will set up quicker than others. So if I have a, say, a sensitive perennial bed that's going to take longer than the trees and shrubs or vice versa to get established, I might want, you know, some zone to be on longer. Um, So really, it's it's really breaking up the zone. So where we kind of come across things is I say, look, this is what my plants need, this is the areas that I want, and this is how I kind of want to back out of irrigation, like this is how I want to do it for the first two seasons, but then after that I'd like to have it set so it can, and so we kind of work with it like that. Them being the specialists and knowing their trade, you know, they can, you know, they then tailor a system to what I'm looking for, you know, so I bring what the plants need and kind of really what I'm looking for in, for the system to perform, and then they apply their knowledge and make it happen.
0: So that's sort of the way you approach uh, a plan when, you know, you guys are you're working on your design plan and then they come in with their irrigation design. Is that what you're looking for in their irrigation plan?
1: Yeah, in their irrigation plan, I'm, I'm looking to, you know, to make sure that they're really I'm, – I'm more of a site-specific waterer. So okay. I want to make sure there isn't just any broadcast watering or general watering. You know, however, if on, say, in one zone I have multiple requirements, you know, sometimes we have to see if we can split it up onto a couple of zones or we have to change the heads. Um, so certain areas on the zone will get more water than other areas. We just change the, the gallons per minute on the heads or, or so at I mean, the emitters um, to, to, to get as close as possible.
0: Right. So have you found overall that um, irrigation designers are now uh, more aware of um, conservation and things like that?
1: Um. Definitely getting there. Um, As with just, I guess, landscape and landscape designers, um, there are plenty uh, out there who just kind of have, like, their basic system with their rotary heads, the spray heads, whichever, and it doesn't matter if it's in a perennial bed next to a tree or on turf. You know, they just kind of go in, they knock these things out. And then there are others, you know, again, just like, you know, in any industry, I guess, who are really, you know, experts in their craft and they they really stay up on these things uh, and they really want to do the best, um, you know, for for the plant and for the planet, you know, uh, which is key. I think uh, many of the irrigation, you know, specialists have been pushed a little, you know, a little more due to water restrictions and due to all the water bans and everything else that's going on, I think they may be even a little bit further ahead than a lot of the landscape designers and landscape architects because their trade is really getting pushed by rules and regulations you know in these other areas what it comes down to
0: is are you willing to learn about new things and new techniques mm-hmm and those who are will probably succeed and those those who won't you know just like everything else will fall by the wayside yeah absolutely um, you have to be able to adapt and evolve Trevor you hit on a lot of good points, a lot of good information, was there anything else uh, you wanted to
1: add? Uh, no, not necessarily. My, my biggest thing uh, for for designers uh, and just for landscape um, specialists to, to think about are being able to back out. Designing a landscape that will require irrigation in the beginning but then may only need it during severe drought or you know, at off times. Uh, I'm a big fan or a big proponent for watering deep and infrequently, which is another thing that I tell a lot of my uh, irrigation guys that i'll, I'll want to water it maybe two times a week three times a week and put a whole lot of water on it and then just leave it alone uh, forcing the roots to to follow the water down into the earth you know with a deeper root system you have a healthier plant so I'm not a big fan of just everyday watering um, and things like that but i you know again yeah i think i think that would just be the biggest thing just you know find, you know responsible watering and responsible planting and it goes both ways
0: And like you said, if the irrigation designer isn't going to do that, then it's probably best you guys don't work together. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, anyone uh, interested in learning more about this topic or hearing the the panel that Trevor will be on, uh, visit ecolandscaping.org, and you can find out more information there. Uh, Trevor, once again, thanks a lot for your time.
1: Brian, thank you so much.